0: What's the, floor. To the, floor. Yeah. the in yeah. Yeah. She to do? With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. The first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota
1: Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut.
0: podcast brought to you by sports ethos and outlet pass my name is Corey roush i got bailey with me today bailey what's up
1: what's going on Corey? how are you
0: you know i'm doing good man we're coming off our first WNBA fantasy draft last night i remember last year when we tried to do the one on what website was that on refreshment do you remember
1: it was like uh i'd Honestly, can't remember. I Look, probably have it in my history somewhere. I, yeah, it was like sports io or something. Yeah, something
0: like that. Which was it was it was really cool. I remember having fun doing it. But just like the leaps and bounds we've made in the last year, it's so sports. exciting.
1: Sports ws. It was sports dot
0: They had nice little uh, cartoon caricatures of players. It was it was a time yeah. to be alive.
1: Yeah, it was cool. You know, they uh, definitely had the right idea. I think that. Um. I think if they can improve their interface and especially on mobile in particular and maybe make their rules a little bit more clear, you know, kind of how things work. I think that was, was actually fine the
0: biggest issue for me because like, I remember trying to like, I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, their
1: their uh, scoring system was a little different and I liked the change. I thought it was a very cool change, essentially like the players. So you had to, for those of you that aren't familiar, if I understood it correctly, you had to rank your players in order on the roster by who you wanted to have as many quote-unquote minutes. Yep. And they got a little more weight for their stats, if I remember correctly. So, yeah.
0: It added a very interesting dynamic. I'm not saying it was necessarily even bad. It was just like nothing I'd ever played before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I thought it was really cool and just – if they had a bit better of an interface and maybe again, especially on mobile where most people do this stuff from, I think they would have had a winning formula. But, but yeah, last night was last night was cool. We had a, a good time, a good time. I was excited to have ten people in the league. We did a ten player draft, snake draft, and uh, there were some surprises in there, Corey. What what are some? Did you notice any big surprises in there that caught you off guard?
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually, I did. And so, like, I, I was a little bit nervous for where I was picking at first, right? I was like, well, I'm picking at seven. Seven. I, I, like, I wasn't sure quite what to expect. And uh, luckily, I, I I was stunned that, I think, even in the first round, the biggest surprise to me was, all due respect, I can't believe Brianna Stewart went third. Um, she's looked great in the preseason so far, but, like, coming off that Achilles, going ahead of, I mean, the MVP of the league, the defensive player of the year, Candace Parker. I, I just I was a little surprised by that. That was my first like big like, ooh, okay. Okay. Was there anything else in the in the first round specifically that surprised you?
1: I know it wouldn't have happened if she couldn't have helped it, but Carissa got Tina first overall, and Tina was ranked as the number one overall player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if I agree with that.
0: Um, I think she's gonna be a problem.
1: So I mean I yes, I I certainly think she is a top four fantasy option this year, absolutely. But number one, I'm not so sure about
0: who, who would have been your number one. I mean, I'll buy remove your bias of uh, I don't think you actually would have had NECA at number one you would have no, taken order no, no, to prevent I'm, anyone else from taking yes, her, that,
1: but... that would have been it. But I think <laughs> but... I think I think I would be more likely to vote on John Quell or Candace or Asia, maybe?
0: See, I my gut says Asia, and then I'm like, well, I I think the Becky Hammond of it all is going to work. I but just don't know
1: how it'll affect her numbers.
0: Correct. That's what I mean. It's like, I think it's going to work in terms of wins and losses, but I don't know what to expect from a season-long production. So that's why like, I could, I could roll her out. Is Candace going to rest some? I mean, theoretically, she should. You would hope that she would so that they are... I, I I think we talked about it last week where we could see them not even having like a top three record because they kind of take the regular season at their own pace. So I I could get the logic there as well. Um, so that's how I would have ended up. I I, I to me it would it would have either been between junkwell or Tina Charles. So the fact that junkwell went fourth and. Even get what I just said about Candace, The fact that I I was hitting seven, I was like, I'm either going to get Candace or Sylvia Fowles. This is gas, man. I was so excited because like I was like, I I didn't want to go, and that's one thing I'm going to get into while we're talking about fantasy as a whole in general. I think one thing a lot of people overlooked was uh, the shortage on guards in terms of off elite offense or elite like uh, fantasy players is pretty limited. And mm-hmm. I I came in thinking I'm going to get a guard, I'm going to get a guard, I'm going to get a guard, and then. um the way it ended up falling was there was enough that I was comfortable waiting till my second pick at fourteen to pass on a guard. So I was the, when it came to my pick, I was like, "Do I want Sky or do I want Sylvia Fowles?" I ended up with Sylvia Fowles, but like, I don't. And I, some of this is because Charlie does not know W. I don't even know if Charlie was in the draft room at the time. He was. I, I'm not talking trash on Charlie not knowing W, but he's not as I don't. I don't think most people would have taken Natasha. I know where she was ranked. To me, I thought it was a mistake of where she was ranked because. I think you can get plenty of forwards. I think that finding a guard in, in the first round, if you're not going to get like a first team, o- a WNBA type player was, was had to be the priority.
1: Yeah. I, I think what Natasha Howard's strengths are, are a little more replicatable than some of these others. Like I would have put Sloot over her. Yeah. I think I would have put Jewel over her and yes. we'll, get, we'll get into the second round here. Uh, those two went second or second round. I almost took EDD. I aired on the side of caution but I do think she is even with the risk would probably should go over Natasha Howard
0: yeah I don't know I I still think EDD went too high and that's something we'll get into in the second round but maybe I'm just being overly pessimistic
1: I uh, respectfully I think so I think second round is fine for her second third but I I Natasha Howard, to me, looking at the talent and players around is probably a third-round pick. Yeah. Um, Just looking at the players that went in the second and even into the third, I could see her, I mean, even late second round, you know, I would say if she goes at 18 where Elena went and below, that's probably fine because I do think she's going to have a great season. I'm not taking anything away from her. But if you're looking at players below her, like Slew jewel i mean even possibly sabrina and edd down here like even if we're looking at bigs brianna jones mm-hmm. I, i'm still the sun are still a log jam in my head so i'm not sure how they look on paper like for fantasy wise but i mean Bree jones knows her role and plays it tremendously well and gets her numbers so i think it's i think you know, this was very interesting how they were ranked, how the players were ranked, and I enjoyed it. And I think I got a really good team out of it. I have not really looked around to the other teams because I just want to feel good about mine for a little bit. I love how Splash Squad took Brittany Sykes at 15. She said she wanted to make sure she didn't miss out on Brit, and she absolutely didn't.
0: Hey, look, I can appreciate that. I appreciate fandom. Uh, yes, I, saw I, that I I saw that I thought my phone was broken.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it too. Because, like I said, I wanted to try to get NECA in the second, but y'all have proven to me time and time again that if I hesitate, it's not going to work. So, well,
0: here's the thing. And this is something that if anyone who listens to us regu- regularly will hear on our upcoming preview podcast. But I am extremely high on the Sparks. Uh, I think she's going to be in the running for MVP this year. So, yeah, there was no way she was lasting until your second pick.
1: Yeah. And I, but- I, I, I was glad I got five because <laughs> I felt like that was right. I felt like there were four, and then it was anybody, and I was like, okay, I don't feel terrible about taking that in the first. I, I think I paired her with a really good team. You know, it's just us two here. But who who do you have on your team, Corey? Well, let's talk about our in- individual teams. Yeah,
0: sure. Let me let me bring up my individual team because I had like the round by round thing. Uh, okay,
1: well I'll, I'll go first. I've Please got do. Mine. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my individual team we'll go we'll go in order of the positions we'll, we'll go how they're currently auto-filled into my lineup so my my starting guards i've got kennedy hollywood carter and ryan howard i feel very good about that mm-hmm. pairing my starting forwards Arneka and Myesha hines island who you just wrote an extensive piece on That made me feel even better about the pick.
0: You should. I love that pick.
1: My starting center, who I have boldly proclaimed as the upcoming rookie of the year, is Shakira Austin. She's only projected to play 13 and a half minutes on ESPN. I think she will blow that out of the water. Uh And therefore, I think her production will be fantastic. Off the bench, I have Alicia Gray, who I hope will be free from the wing soon. If not, I still think she's going to have a really good year. Hope they utilize her correctly. Very well-rounded. I like that. Uh, Mercedes Russell, I know she's dealing with an injury, but I think whenever she comes back healthy, we've spoken a lot about her. I was between her and Dolson. Dolson got gone, so I took Mercedes. Really like that. And for my last three, I kind of took some flyers. Um, I took Didi, I think, in the ninth round. No. No in the seventh round or eighth round, and she was ranked like 109. So I went up on her. I, I just think that she's going to have a more defined role and play tremendously well. I also took Renia Davis, who was my rookie of the year last year before she got hurt. I think she's going to come back and be great. And then I took Rebecca Allen, who I think will have a consistent role in New York. And I think she's a good product producer of threes and stocks which are highly valuable and i'm always looking for that so i think i did okay i think i did okay
0: yeah i, I like that team like i said i was i was trying to keep up as going along but i, I it was tr- hard for me to figure out who was who going where but i actually really like just going through that with you that sounds like a really actually fun team I, I think you you did well so my team uh, my, like I said, my first pick was Sylvia Fowles, and I'm going like how they have this lined up in, in the position. So I'm not going to be necessarily going in order of draft order, so bear with me. Uh, My starting guards are Joel Lloyd and Kalia Copper. I got okay. Sylvia Fowles. A little bit of favoritism with the next two picks in uh, Satu Saboli and Alyssa Thomas. Uh, I, I don't know what to really uh, – like you said already with Connecticut, there is something of – I'll logjam there, but if you're gonna tell me I can get Alyssa Thomas and like I think I got her in like the fifth or sixth round, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna do that every day. That's she's my favorite player in the league, so that was that was an easy choice. Uh, I got Raquana Williams and Natisha Heideman. As I said, I think guards are really where you have to try to like get real value, and I think both of them kind of add a little bit of something extra. I think that we could, I think Raquana Williams is gonna be insane in this Becky Hammond right. system, so uh think that's a little bit of nice value there i got katie lou samuelson natalie Achanwa, and a walk queer i mean I, I talk about a walk every week on the on the pod so i can't not take her
1: i knew you were uh, gonna take her i specifically avoided her just for you
0: i was ready to curse you out whenever you did take her so that's really funny that you say that
1: so in that same breath Who's a player that maybe got stolen that you wanted that you didn't get that you remember? Because I know who mine was.
0: Oh, go first. Because I, I, I remember there being a couple that bothered me, but I want to I want to scroll through real quick to see if anyone really jumps out. So who was who was the one that really just immediately came to mind?
1: I commented in the chat when this happened, but a mere two picks before I took Mercedes Russell, Tiffany took Michaela, hmm. and I was very sad. Very sad.
0: Oh, I got right. But so, and this was actually before you picked, but like, so I, I, like I said, I got Alyssa Thomas in the fifth round, and I had, I had Derek Deham be queued for two rounds for this round, and she went three picks before me. And then you took Alicia Gray. So I was just like the, the, the double whammy of, ooh, I've missed out on a lot of things that I like there.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun. No, I'd been doing some mock drafts, trying to see where everything. Everybody was ranked and things like that, and I, I think we did pretty well. It came out a lot of a lot of fun, looking for some good competition. I've got Carissa week one, so. We I got know. Coach
0: Smalls, so.
1: Carissa Carissa had auto-draft for her first three picks and ended up with Tina, Banasia, and Erica Wheeler. I mean. And then she also took, of course, Gabby, her favorite player. She ended up with Steph. She got Asia Durr. And Angel McCautry. And then she also added Arella, Dana. And she meant to take Katie Lou, but she got Carly Sanderson.
0: I so you guys reacted to that. So that when the, like later, whenever I saw Katie Lou was there, I was like, wait a minute. I had to click. I was like, I really thought of course, I did take Katie Lou, but I'll I'll take that. So
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was funny. I knew she meant to take Katie Lou and it was just absolutely hilarious when she took Carly, but Knowing Carissa, Carly mm-hmm. will turn into like the best three point shooter on ridiculous volume, mm-hmm. and single handedly swing fantasy games.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. That that sometimes people just get lucky. But yeah, I know it's going to be a, a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think that uh, my favorite, honestly, I think my favorite moment was whenever. Charlie was the one to pull the trigger on Brittany Griner, because I think a lot of people were like, when do we do this? When do we do this? Because if she does come back, it was going to be insane value. And obviously right. you're playing on hope there. I think we all hope that she will be back. So um, I like that for Charlie. That that seems like a good fit for, for him. And uh, the other thing that was like, to me, the most enjoyable storyline of what was going on was how far Sue Bird was slipping, because y'all are haters.
1: I mean, hey, man, look. I don't realistically know what, what uh to expect from
0: her. I understand what you're saying, and I think I think it makes sense to expect higher than, than where she ended up going, but I digress.
1: I also think it's it's interesting. Another person that could be ridiculous value, Caitlin got fee. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I, I don't if she does come back, yes, that would be insane value.
1: Yeah. So, but I think that's about it for our fantasy draft. Now we can look to some real life stuff, unless you have any other thoughts.
0: No, just um, if, 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 if anyone has not joined the league yet, uh, definitely do so. It, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm just excited to see that this is like, I, I'm just so happy. It's part, something we can do. I, I've never been like the biggest fantasy sports fan i I typically don't get that invested but i've always liked fantasy basketball getting to do it i want the one thing it really and it kind of transitions into the topic that we're going to talk about now is just how crazy deep this league is because you just look at some of the players that like we were getting in like the ninth and tenth rounds it's just like oh this is (laughs) this is really good like there's a lot of there's so much talent in the league and it's it's a lot of fun to kind of celebrate what's going on
1: right and one of the things that you and i spoke about Last night after the draft, was just how many players that have already been waived that mm-hmm. we might have wanted on our fantasy team, but they're not on a real team. And even just today, we've already had three teams announce waves. The Sky waved Imani McGee Stafford and Lexi Held. The Sparks waved Lauren Cox, Chantel Horvat, mm-hmm. and Lexi Gordon. And the Wings waved Morgan Birch. And that comes. That's just the latest day in cut week, you know, training camp is either over with or coming to an end and teams are having to make that final roster crunch, which I think I saw someone say rosters had to be finalized the day before the season starts.
0: That makes sense. I know Flood like final preseason games are Monday, so I assume that it's going to be yeah. a pretty hectic weekend for stuff like that. And it's just really, it's, I know that's part of sports. I totally get it. It's just so frustrating, man. Like, you get very excited, and uh, like I'll, I'll say it as a Sun fan that I I, I was excited on on draft night whenever I get to see like Jordan Lewis, who by all like all accounts seemed like she was a perfect fit for what they wanted and already waived, and whether uh, like Lauren Cox, who was who got decent minutes for the Sparks last year as as a as a reasonable like take a chance on a player, and I understand that their roster is expecting bigger things things this year, and realistically she's what the third big on the roster, so I I get it. It's just every day we realize how much more talent there is in this league that can actually Van can actually be put on a roster. And uh, it makes me hopeful, desperate for whenever we have, we finally have expansion. Um, and I, like, it's just, I said it before we came on. And I think what's most frustrating to me is I remember a lot during the draft that we were talking about like, well, all of these players deserve their flowers and the WNBA should do a better job of celebrating these players, on their, on their night of getting drafted. And I I didn't want to say anything negative that night because, one, I generally agreed with you. I think all of these players do deserve to be celebrated because they're they're, they're great players. They will have careers overseas or in AU, mixture of the two if the league ever expands, da 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 But I remember the one, the most negative thing I said to you on draft night was, like, I think it was on, I think we said it on the pod, but or, or I forget which one it was. It was one of the pods that we did where it's... Um, The message that I hated that they were sending was they're telling you how little you have to care about a second or third round pick, not by not showing it by showing five at the same time and not actually getting into it. And if I thought that then the fact that what half of the second or third round picks are are already without a roster, it feels like just further cements it. It's very frustrating. It's somebody who really wanted to get into the draft this year. If you're not a first round pick or destiny Henderson, or Nas Hillman, like, there's, like, there's a couple second-round picks that are going to be kept around. I think Kunane, obviously, also as well. But, like, for the, for the majority of players, like, there's 36 picks, and realistically, it already looks like we're on track to maybe have 15 be rostered by the first week of the season, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I also look at, we talked about it with A on here about Amisha Williams-Holiday. Mm-hmm. The Fever have really barely acknowledged her, but they haven't waived her. So, like, there's obviously something there, but you barely see anything about that. And she made history. Like, it, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, and, and, and and this is how we feel every year, you know? I mean, we could have done the same pod last year really and truly but I mean, it was
0: worse last year most of those players aren't yeah. even in the league anymore it's just like what are we right. doing like and we crushed out like to bring it back to the wings we crushed them for not playing like uh i joked on the pod earlier this week that vicky johnson had forgotten about chelsea dungy and now she's out of the she's been waived and it's it, we, we talked about how little minutes charlie and a walk got last year and it's just for the amount of interesting young talent that there is in this league it does not get featured in a in a way that it really should prominently i don't yeah. think
1: and And we talk about expansion all the time, but I think there's more than enough talent to back up going like taking taking that risk i mean it is a risk it is what it is but like expanding the league like big time like I know most people look at it and say, "Well, we'll get two teams nah, I think we need to get four teams i think the the next wave of expansion needs four teams.
0: I think forward. that would be good for a number of reasons. One, it would, it would drastically expand the number of jobs that are available. And also I, I would say that I not only would I expand, I would do like people always say either or expand the rosters or expand teams. And I would do both. I think that there's enough talent in the world that you could field teams and, and, and if nothing else, make it so that it's not so impossible for teams to financially field the entire roster that they're afforded now too. Like that's the, actually the first step, like th- it's ridiculous, but um. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that whether it be giving us enough jobs or making it so that two thirds of the teams don't make the playoffs, because that's always felt a little bit too much. Like I, I think eight teams is the right number for the playoffs. I just think it's unfortunate that means only four teams are not in the playoffs. It's always it, it, it's right. just it, it's it's such a weird when especially like when teams say like playoffs are bust. It's like okay, well, fine, you're not one of the the three tanking teams and the other and the fourth team that got hurt. Congratulations. Like a lot of times, like I don't mean to diminish what these women are doing, but that's we're in a place now where we should be holding it to a higher standard because the talent is out of this world. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mean to be negative. I, I really – I love where the league's at right now. It's just this last week has been really disheartening for me whenever it's like I, these are people that I know should be in the league and I don't know if they're going to be.
1: Right. And you always see players wave that – we're you know, we're, we're focusing on the draft picks, but also you look at someone like a Lauren Cox, number three overall pick, waved by her original team, comes to L.A., has a good – good season with them last year and it ends up waved again. Like what about and and I don't I don't know. There's there's a lot of people talking about athletes and mental health. Like what does that do for your drive? Like how does the what we're talking about all this talent that's here, but what how does that affect the players? You know, like not everybody's going to keep trying to get into this league and you're going to have someone with a tremendous talent just stop like that's going to happen and and some people will say well they're not cut out for it this I don't think that's fair for anyone who's not them to say yeah and it's
0: something man i it, it's it's bizarre
1: yeah so i don't know there's there's just a lot to it that obviously is above our pay grade but it it is very disheartening to see all these new players get cut
0: i would also say that and this is something it's not exactly related but it did make me it did uh definitely like (sighs) people this week were like uh, whether it be celebrating so many people's last years or with dt saying i don't think i'm close to done people want to blame them for taking roster spots away from people and it's like uh let's stop telling people who are still good enough to be in this league to get out and maybe actually figure out a way to actually allow more players to play because the last thing we need right now is to cut more good talent like cut more talented players there's there's enough talent that we should have more not less
1: right and and every day we see there's plenty of it yeah
0: yeah yeah it's just we love this league because of the greatness that it is and it, the fact that it could be greater, it, it seems like an opportunity missed very often. Yes. But with one week to go before the season, what else are you looking forward to?
1: I'm looking forward to a lot of things, but obviously with me, I'm looking most forward to the spark season. Like, media day was a blast. It was so much fun. The vibes are immaculate.
0: Shouts to your boy for getting shared by the WNBA. By the way, Bailey won't put himself on, but that clip thread was dope, and uh, he's getting recognized.
1: We always need more W gifs and memes.
0: You really brought it. There was some real gold in that. There's thread.
1: some gold. Period. It, it's kind of funny. I didn't know how it would be responded to because I was like, I was sitting in media day for the whole Zoom was two hours and five minutes. Oh, jeez. Um, And that doesn't account for, like, the 20 minutes that we missed out on because of technical difficulty. So it was, like, we'll say two and a half hours. And I'm sitting there, and the whole time, like, I have questions. I've got, you know, a piece I've been working on that I was going in to ask questions specifically for. And But also the whole time I'm looking there, I'm looking at the players, and I'm like, they're really having a blast. They are having a ball. But also I'm like – there's so many mean potential here like there's so i don't know why it came upon me but i was like i was I little, realize
0: how goofy your team was man
1: i was a little scared at first because i was like you know i mean what if like you know i was thinking like well what if eli sees this and doesn't like he's the sparks br guy you know i was like what if he doesn't like it or what if you know what if someone's like oh you're in media day and this is what you do like you Know, I was, I was kind of scared, but I was like, I don't know, there's some comedy in here, and nobody else is doing this type of thing. I'm gonna go for it, and so I went back. And because I had to go back and get my questions anyway for this piece I've been working on, but also at the same time, I was writing down timestamps was like, okay, you know, this is where Shanae interrupted Jasmine Walker, or this is where Britt pointed at the camera, or whatever. Like, I, I took those notes down and went back and trimmed them out, and you know, whatever. And I was kind of worried but as soon as i posted it everybody was showing love and i was like okay this is acceptable maybe maybe we don't need to be all professional all the time and that's exactly what happened and then when the w twitter liked it and responded like the actual w account i was very very shook had to do a double take in my mentions i was very very shook but but yeah, the sparks—the sparks are looking like they're gonna be a blast to watch, which we already knew. But, but there were some uh, bigger takeaways from it too that I—I I thought were relevant. That I'll—I uh, was thinking about writing a take, like a takeaways from media day, but I—I I imagine like most of the people that got the answers are probably doing that, so. You know, just be on the lookout if you're Sparks fan. From like Sabrina Merchant was there, Jackie Powell was there, uh, Tootney was there, and I know Megan Hines was also there, and Miriam Swanson was there. So like, there's a, there's a handful of writers to look for that I know were there, asking questions and seem to have specific things they were looking for. There were some more people that I couldn't hear in the in person. Uh, maybe John W. Davis, I think is probably one of them that was there. So there's plenty of people to find more from Media Day. But a few things that stuck out were like I didn't know this, but Tay and Kennedy have been friends for years. Didn't know that. They were roommates at USA trials.
0: Oh they, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that until that. That's that's interesting.
1: I yeah, learned that. Um, NECA has wanted Jordan Canada to be on the team since like 2017. Um, didn't know that. And Chanae, I don't know if she even knows Jasmine Walker's name because she only calls her 40. She said 40, probably 40 times during her, her, uh, session, but they had a really good chemistry there, um, which was, which was nice to see, uh, apparently, apparently jasmine's a very observant and very a student of the game is what i would call her because she was always watching film asking questions and you know both her and janae were injured last year for extended period so they sounded like they did a lot of bonding and learning with each other so that was cool and um monet simone was doing a lot of uh a lot of coaching and apparently like she's really finding her groove with that but also keeping the shoes on and getting out there and showing them what's up so there's just a lot to be excited about I mean really and truly that I heard every every pair left me with something that that was noteworthy Um and normally that's what I would do on my media thread but I don't know it was just too good to pass up and I I figured I would leave it to those that were asking, since this is kind of bigger than just a pregame, postgame type thing.
0: Yeah, I think that, like, in, not to not not to diminish anything that we've ever done with what we're doing, but, like, that's kind of, like, I, I found that, like, last year especially, that was where we made a lot of our headway. And, and by our, I mean your with W lead and things like that, where your sense of humor really bleeds through, and so does that of the W. So, I think capitalizing on the over, like the the overlap of those, kind of goes a long way. Whether it be the whenever the big body, big bends, or um, whenever you did that wonderfully made uh, Snapchat design, I just think that oh, like yes. you have a good read on those things, and I, I I think that getting this out there was really cool. And I like obviously the WNBA agrees, so that's cool.
1: Poorly made Snapchat edits hit every time. (laughs) They never fail. Like, I think people have an appreciation for really high-end graphics, but I also think people really appreciate just very poorly thrown together. I see the vision, but don't have the execution. It's almost like the whole old LeBron versus Steph Curry comparison. It's like, okay, LeBron is like, 6'9", 260 of straight muscle and like he was built in a lab. Steph Curry's like some six foot three kid from Davidson, you know, whatever. But like he just puts in a lot of work, and you know, it's it's kind of like that. Like there's just a different different type of appreciation for both of those things. And fortunately, I can kind of do a little bit of both. I'm not an expert on making graphics, but I can do some decent ones. And
0: well, you, you know, you're I getting think- better every day. People look out for the website. Bailey's bringing the heat lately. <laughs>
1: trying to trying to but but yeah it it was fun it was fun and I my first meeting it started off kind of bad I was frustrated because I couldn't talk to Fisher of all the people that's who I I think my I think the article I'm writing would have really benefited from his perspective more than anyone's but I got to ask NECA and Britt and Kennedy and then got some gems from some others that will be relevant too so
0: nice I'm looking forward to it it'll be it'll be interesting to see you kind of go a little bit deeper on on everything you took away from that I'm still focused on doing the film threads. so I got another I was making the list today because I I think what nine to do in the next six days so if y'all like WNBA film film articles you will be getting a bunch of them at outlet pass
1: yeah I got I got to get back on my videos I shifted gears to Sparks and now I got to get back into the rest of the team or the rest of the teams, but they're coming. They're coming.
0: I think what's really cool is how much, like I, it's not even just because it's the start of the season right now, but I feel like there's just so much to discuss because of it. And a lot of cool content ideas, not just from us, but like just our whole team. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of cool things coming. So definitely a lot of fun to check out. Is there anything else you wanted to get on before we get out of here for the week?
1: Not that I can think of. No, I think,
0: I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that about those are right. We can, we came in thinking, fantasy and, and and next week we'll finish up the preview so definitely anyone who listened uh if you've heard the other preview pods so far we will be doing on on our first pod of next week covering the last four teams we have not talked about yet so the mercury or, or no the storm the Lynx, the sun and the aces not in that order but i got them all off the top of my head so bear with me uh yeah and then and th- later next week we'll be doing our final preview for the season with power rankings and awards predictions and all that fun stuff, who we think our champions will be, all of that. So definitely a lot of fun next week. It's always fun to, you know, record our predictions so someone can throw them back in our face later about how wrong we were. That, that's, that's what I live for, man. I, all last year I said this guy, weren't going to, you know, win a playoff game. So that worked out well in my favor. Let's see how wrong <laughs> I can be this year.
1: Hey, that's, that's the beauty of it. You just take predictions and, If we're wrong, we're wrong. Uh, We can chalk it up to that's why they play the game.
0: Yeah, I can prepare forever. Sometimes things just happen that way. But uh, thank y'all for listening, and we'll catch you next week on Rebel Edition.